You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 122. I am your host, Rashane, a.k.a. Roro, and today I am joined by Dan the Halo Man, Daniel Prendle, and Super Monkey Balls, newest character, Christian. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Great. Very Do you imagine if they put me in there? That'd be awesome. I can, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the next Please, character, Sega. Christian. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching live. Just a reminder, we are each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube and sometimes on Twitch, but not today. And we're going to get to that as our first PXN news story. Uh, but our tots, topic of the show today is... Uh, recent game previews. So we're going to go through a couple of big game previews together and talk about our thoughts, uh, if we're excited, if we're not excited. And that's going to be our topic of the show today. But as I said before, PXN News of the Week comes first. So our first story is a Twitch September 1st protest. So as I said, we're not streaming on Twitch today because we are, you know, partaking in this this protest it's called a uh, hashtag a day off twitch where a couple of streamers came together to do this uh this boycott i guess if you will for against twitch because of the hate raids that were going on on twitch so they decided to a bunch of streamers decided to take the day off and kind of stream elsewhere but beside i'm gonna take a second to read from the verge here on wednesday september a number of channels on Twitch will go dark as streamers participate in a hashtag a day off Twitch, a walkout designed to bring attention to the ongoing hate and harassment that's plagued the platform for the last several weeks. Created by Twitch streamers Shiny Pen, Lucia Everblack, and Wreck-It Raven, the walkout aims to better uh, to bring greater awareness to uh, the problems creators are suffering on Twitch, uh, particularly uh, people of color and women and you know, uh, trans folks, people of the LGBT plus community have been uh, faced with a lot of transphobic, racist, sexist uh, hate raids. Uh, usually raids are a positive thing where somebody would raid your channel with a bunch of viewers from their stream to kind of support someone else. But as of late, uh, some people have been using bots to hate raid people. And so instead of showing support, they would be just spamming your chat with horrible, horrible messages. So a lot of people are saying like they're uh, angry and kind of fed up that this is still going on because it's been going on for quite some time, but it's just had a very strange uptick for some reason, uh, seeing more of it for some reason, or maybe it's just being caught on camera a bit more. Uh, whatever the reason, people were fed up with it and deciding to take a day off in hopes that Twitch will make a difference uh, on the platform. Um, but yeah, I just want to pass off the question to you guys. Uh, your thoughts around the situation, do you think change is going to come from this? Um, Christian, what do you what do you think about the day off Twitch uh, situation? I hope so. I mean, it's it's essentially just like one big protest to get Twitch's eyes on on like, yeah, people are actually mad at our lack of an actual response. So much so that I saw today's Streamlabs actually uh, came out with like their own tools from their own. Um, like if you have their their software, their platform, you can activate safe mode, which I thought was really cool. Um, and I would love to see Twitch. Um, reach out to people who have already figured out ways to kind of circumvent this without having to do a bunch of sh- like keyboard shortcuts just to kind of turn a f- flip a switch and turn it on and go straight into some kind of safe mode because that stuff is out there. People have figured it out and uh, Twitch needs to get on it. 
one thing I want to add is that um, it's kind of unfortunate to see a lot of other like bigger streamers, um, a either just in general streaming today, or b saying like, "Oh, I would do this if people were actually um, like not going to stream this day." And it's like, well, you know, if more people came with the mentality of like, "I'm not going to stream because we shouldn't be streaming," then guess what? More people would not be streaming today. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Christian, I agree. Uh, And that whole uh, safe mode thing that you were talking about on Twitter, I saw that as well. I think that's very interesting for like uh, toning down like toxic conversations on Twitter. Absolutely. However, like on Twitch, I feel like they shouldn't have to activate something like that. Like, you know, like that should be something that's just built into the platform. And uh, like there's certain words and like, things that people say in Twitch chat that should not be allowed. And like some people talk about, you know, Oh, freedom of speech and I have freedom to do whatever I want and all these things. And it's like, well, no, you don't have the freedom to be a freaking asshole. Like don't just try to degrade people just because of certain, you know, things about them. Like, like Rose said, there's so many, you know, so many different types of people that live in this world. Like, you do not need to pick apart people just because they don't look the same as you or act the same as you or uh, like different things than you like. People just need to be respectful of each other and and Twitch needs to acknowledge the fact that people aren't going to do that by their own. You have to force them to uh, be better, essentially. And that comes with better tools and better, you know, awareness, uh, a, whatever, whatever it is, whether it's AI or whatever it is that can make sure that what is being put into the Twitch chat isn't something that is just completely toxic. That's, you know, completely unacceptable and, and not needed at all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, the whole freedom of speech thing, like I, 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 yeah, it's just I don't mind it because it's, it's just the the thing that I don't understand is that when they say that they always expect to be without consequence. Like you have sure you have the freedom to say whatever you want, but you also should expect and deserve the consequences that come with saying whatever that. So if mm. you're going to say all these horrible stuff on Switch, then you shouldn't be able to do it every single week. You should get the ban and you shouldn't be able to use the platform and stuff like that if that's how you want to use your freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's crazy. Um, I hope it does do something. Um, I think Twitch knows that it's a problem, so I hope they just do fix the situation. I don't think a day off Twitch does much besides bring the attention to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it it, it, it does. Um, I feel like a week-long thing would probably hit them where it hurts a little. But if this does spark the change, and then, then great. Then I don't need to say anything more. Um, but I think um, what's really interesting, I don't think it has anything to do with the hate raids per se, but maybe it does. But some two really big uh, streamers by Dr. Oh. Lupo and Tim the Tatman mm. are moving off the platform and are going to be exclusively streaming on YouTube Gaming. Um, I don't know the culture gaming's chats really uh maybe it is better i don't know if that's true or not but that's pretty crazy that dr lupo one of the biggest streamers on there is just taking his his viewership elsewhere which mm. that'll definitely hurt twitch for sure from from what i've heard from other streamers over the course of a few months because I, I don't think it's entirely 
related to yeah. the eight raids. I think this is like has been happening for a while. Is um, the people that have been making the move from Twitch to YouTube gaming is just that the team behind the gaming team on YouTube gaming is just overall a lot better than um, the service we're getting. I guess on Twitch, they're just more attentive, they're more reliable, they're more responsive, which is I think a, a big one. Whenever there's issues, uh, YouTube gaming seems to be on it more than uh, people who are on Twitch. Um, and then I, I I think it may have something to do with um, like pay and how much you, like Twitch takes versus YouTube gaming, oh, but yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure on that front. I think I think in their case as well, it's I would be willing to bet that YouTube is paying them a, a amount of money up front to tell them like to bring them exclusively mm. to their platform, kind of like what Mixer did with Ninja and Shroud and all those other ones that they paid, and then Mixer <laughs> got shut down uh, less than a year later. But um, but yeah, I think YouTube's trying to take some mind share away from Twitch, which is a good thing like the fact that you know you have a direct competitor that is taking uh stream popular streamers away from twitch is a good thing because that's going to put pressure on twitch to increase their uh tools for this kind of thing for derogatory yeah. comments and and comments that people are making that are just hateful so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it'll, it'll bring better like you're saying better tools all around whether it's be for better compensation for streamers like christian was saying like better pay and just a better hopefully community like you were saying for the people watching and also streaming on the platform so yeah definitely competition is good so i'm glad that um we are seeing some of that uh moving on to the next topic and kind of sticking to like the same kind of mood that we're in hopeful hopeful change uh hopeful future um the overwatch team has announced that they are making a small but necessary change they are changing the name of jesse mccree the overwatch team planned to release a new lore focus event in september but is delaying that to deal with the elephant in the room the developers are changing the name of mccree known for uh the foreseeable future as the cowboy hero amid the sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuit levied against activision blizzard and other reports of misconduct. So Jesse McCree was one of the uh, one of the people uh, mentioned in the Cosby suite and the BlizzCon whole sexual assault fiasco that we talked about, uh, I guess, last month at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, it's again, it's it is a small change, but it's definitely one that I think needed to be taken. So I'm glad that they are doing that. Um, Daniel, what did you think uh, about this? Yeah. There's a so yes, this is absolutely needed, and this was you know a long time coming. I do think it's funny though. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh at, uh, when you said that they're uh, making him known as the Cowboy Hero or whatever. It reminds me of the Washington uh, football team when they had to change their name because obvious for obvious reasons and similar you know capacity. But the, it's like pick a name. Don't just call it the Washington football team. Pick a new name like. Ah, it's been two years and but yeah obviously this was a month ago so they haven't had time to deliberate that and figure that out yet but uh yeah it's super important for this there was there was one conversation i didn't like that came out of this i saw people online saying uh like oh we shouldn't have developers names named after characters in game and like that's so like that should never happen and all this personally for me like 
I think it's awesome to have developers names in the game because like they worked so hard to um, make these games and make them so good that I don't think we should, you know, criticize the developers for putting, you know, developer names into the game. I think we should criticize them for putting bad people (laughs) that work on the development team. Obviously, they don't know at the Mm -hmm. time, but like one of the my i'll just give you an example one of my favorite parts of halo combat evolved playing it back in the day was like seeing your marines that are joining you uh throughout the campaign it picks from a random uh, name generator from all employees that worked on the game so like even when you play the master chief collection halo ce you're playing and you get random names put in from the original development team from bungie back in the day which is I think that stuff is so cool. Um, So I don't want to take away from that kind of stuff. But obviously, in situations like this, you have to, you know, do something about it. You can't leave that because that legacy is like tarnished. You can't obviously keep that. But I I missed a lot of this conversation on this day when this article was broken, just because I had a lot of stuff to do at work. So I was mostly off the Internet this day. Um, I do agree with with Roe that it, it is a, a positive step, like a direction that we want to see moving forward. I also agree with Dan that like it's always nice to service the the team behind the game you created by you know um, idolizing is the right word, immortalizing them, I guess, in some mm-hmm. way by placing them in in the art that they're creating. I think that's very cool. The Halo uh, example I think is like super touching. I love that. Um, I, I did hear there was like some discourse on like uh, against this that uh, the Overwatch team wasn't doing enough. Does anyone know about this? Did anyone hear anything about that? I I I heard a little bit about that. That this that this move was not is essentially they're saying that this is not enough, which I I agree with. But I think the first step in hopefully more steps to to change the gotcha. culture there. But I think people okay. were just upset that, like, oh, this is all that you're doing, which is, at the same time, like, I understand, but, like, we have to start somewhere sort of sort of thing. I don't know if you heard anything more, but that's what I that's what I heard. Okay. No, I was just curious because yeah. I, I missed a lot of it, but I wasn't exactly okay. 100% sure. Yeah, I mean, even, like, reading the, like, their, their post that they made on uh, online, like, the article, it right. seemed like it was going to be, like, a, a just the first step, right? Cool. So Yeah, well, that's what I thought, too, yeah. And like Blizzard, Blizzard has made like multiple moves at this point, like to make things better there. Like we've already seen multiple things occur, like the the leadership completely gone from Blizzard and uh, two other people brought up, um, Mike Yabara being one of them. Uh, And so like I've seen some steps by Blizzard. I have not seen any steps by Activision. That's my problem with with the whole thing. Activision, the Activision side of it has done nothing. Yeah. yeah the the uh i i agree with daniel about the name thing to an extent where like i love that halo thing i love like the easter eggs that they that they do for the developers and stuff like that the part where i am a little turned off when it's like a freaking character yeah. and it's just straight up the name of a developer like oh jesse mccree jesse mccree it's like it's like uh, i don't know if like henry in the last of us was literally named after after a developer it's like I, I like when it's the little Easter eggs at the side, but like yeah. I'm not a huge like creator by any of the stretching means, but I would love to make like a comic or or some story someday. I would never name myself just to put myself in there. It seems just so 
narcissistic to like a certain degree but like i would like maybe like write my name on like if it ever became a tv show like something a wall or like spray paint or something like that but i would never like name a main character or a side character after myself or someone on the team it seems that's just a little step too far to me i agree especially with with, yeah yeah but i do like like what you were saying daniel i think what they did was perfect like that's the the right level for me as someone who uh enjoys playing video games but yeah that's it that's it um but yeah rolex playing video games i do i do (laughs) it is the 102nd episode breaking news (laughs) i like video games (laughs) uh moving on to our next story battlefield 2042 open beta is incoming this month battlefield 2042 will have an open beta ahead of its launch and now dice has shared a few more details about it the open beta will be released sometime in september so the preload will start on september 3rd september 3rd early access starts september 4th so i'm assuming let's we'll soon have to pre yeah, <laughs> very soon you have to pre-order the game to get early access probably and for everyone september 6th and it ends on the 11th so you could have a lot of a lot of time with the game so depending on when you start up but it's a, it's a good chunk of time if you wanted to get a feel for it before you decide to pick it up I know I will definitely be jumping into this. I've been so excited as well as I know you as well. Um, but yeah, what uh, what are you guys hoping to see in this Battlefield uh, beta? And are you guys ex- going to be jumping in when it comes around? Uh, Christian, I'll start with you. I, I haven't pre-ordered the game yet just because I've been busy. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I hope that I, I'll probably pre-order it just to get my hands on the beta. Because let's be real, Battlefield betas are always fun. And we always have the expectations that it is a beta. And I think everyone who is playing is aware of this. Like, uh, even going back to, I think, like 2042, which is the first beta I remember playing for Battlefield. Like Everyone knew that we're like testing out for bugs and helping to, to get the game polished for in, in time for release. And so I, I actually spend my time like giving the devel- developers feedback when I play these uh, Battlefield betas. Like It's always a good time for me. Um, Let's see if I can do it again this year because I I can't wait. I love all the alpha footage I've seen on like on TikTok and stuff. It looks so it looks so fun. Yeah, I mean, seeing as I've never played this before, and this would totally be the <laughs> right. first time I've played it before, I am definitely excited about playing this. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what they have on offer, like Christian said, and uh, it's awesome that they're giving people. Um, a long time with it as well like if you pre-order it you essentially get over a week of play time with it which is pretty awesome um so i kind of hope i hope they have some uh maybe a couple maps in there some modes you know i'm excited for it it's gonna be good me too very excited and hopefully my pc can can run it <laughs> hopefully that's <laughs> fingers crossed if not i'll just play it on playstation i guess um but yeah moving on to the next story a little psa for our dc fans out there dc fandom is coming up october 16th and there'll be some video game news suicide squad kill the justice league and gotham knights will both be shown at the event so keep an eye out for that hopefully hopefully we'll finally get some gameplay for kill the justice league uh which got a pretty cool cgi trailer at ETH three this year was that this year or was that last no game that was that was at the last dc fandom oh oh, really okay never mind so it's been a year since we've got 
uh, got anything from from this the Suicide Squad game. So I'm definitely looking forward to see what that potentially looks like. Um, Chris, uh, Daniel, are you excited for potentially some gameplay for this game, or is this not something that is really exciting? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still I'm still intrigued by Gotham Knights. Uh, I enjoyed all the Batman games, obviously. So I'm definitely down for Gotham Knights, where it seems to be, you know, a mix and mash of that, obviously, without Batman. Although I still have the theory that Batman's going to show up at the end and he's not actually dead. But of course, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Suicide Squad, I just want to see like what it is ends up being like obviously rocksteady has such a good you know history with with their games with uh, arkham asylum arkham city arkham knight uh well m- maybe not so much arkham knight but uh <laughs> suicide squad i just want to see like how they combine those characters and make a really cool story um i guess i'm not completely sold on it yet because we kind of have to see what the gameplay is but like you said it had a really cool cg tra- trailer last year so Definitely want to see more from that game and, and that studio for sure. This, this was hilarious when I saw this on Twitter because like, wow, it's the exact same fandom from from last year. <laughs> but I also can't be more excited for it because one, Matt Reeves is the Batman. Like I wanted to throw <sighs> that in there because so that's good. also being shot. I can't wait for that movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, but two, to Dan's point, of course Batman is in it. You can't do a Court of <laughs> Owls game without having Batman in the fu- in the freaking game. I almost cussed. Oh, you're. <laughs> um, I know, I, I, I don't like to during the shows. It's weird, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, the wasn't, last gameplay... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it wasn't the whole Court of Owls thing was that Batman was dead, but he wasn't really dead. Like, he was assassinated. Wasn't that the whole thing? This, this copy? No, mm. I'm, no mm. never mind. <laughs> I thought, wasn't there Assassin's After him in that one? There was, yes, there, there was Assassin's After okay, him. Okay, but he wasn't assassinated. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Alright, sorry. Uh, where was I at? I, oh, the the gameplay for for what we saw for Gotham Knights actually turned me off. Like, I don't like the MMO uh, take on on like what I would have loved for, to be like a narrative driven game. That said, there still seems to be a lot of narrative in it, so I'm curious to see more. Like, I hope that they're able to sway me and make me more excited for with whatever they plan to show next. And yeah, you guys both said it. Like, I can't wait to see what Rocksteady is doing with um, the Suicide Squad game. I don't love that Superman's been the bad guy and a lot of. Uh, yeah. Uh, fiction lately but like yeah, i still trust that rock city can make a killer story so like why not that is true like literally like what both injustice games i think he was the bad guy too and yeah it is yeah and then even stuff like the amazon show where it's like yeah essentially superhero mm-hmm. stuff but like the dark the darker take on superman it's like it's getting a little tedious like i would love to see like, a happy superman like from the superman animated series like when i was growing up or or justice league but Either way, I'm excited. I feel like people, uh, myself included, I always thought Superman was kind of like not a super exciting character. And I feel like a lot of people who make, I'm sorry, a lot of people who make the... the you just stick with that. And now it's just super, super done. We've done done a lot now. So yeah. even me, who isn't interested in Superman that much, would like to see him go back to his roots i guess yeah. have you guys seen the uh the cw show superman and lois oh, yeah. it, i have not I've seen, seen it but I, yeah I've seen it's, clips too. it's actually pretty good i enjoy although i i like a lot of the cw shows like the flash and that but I, I think it's actually a pretty good show there's that one clip of him like proving that he's superman or whatever and he like lifts the car yeah. and then he like starts yeah. flying with the car that's, that's a cool clip <laughs> yeah it's nice 
Very cool stuff. Well, we are excited for some more DC stuff. So moving on to the next story, PUBG creator Brendan Green leaves Crafton to form a new studio. Brendan Green, better known for his online persona PlayerUnknown, has announced today that he will be leaving PUBG developer and, and publisher Crafton to form his own independent studio, PlayerUnknown Productions. Uh, Green has been credited with pioneering the battle royale genre after creating PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds as an ARMA mod and later developing it into a full game with South Korean publisher Crafton. Um, so this comes kind of on the heels of like the little uh, interesting topic that we had a couple weeks ago with uh, them changing the names and potentially more uh, player unknown versions and like the whole what was it they're renaming the the series so they can better implement new uh, additions to the game and now he's just you know he, he's leaving he's doing something else now he's he's off for hopefully bigger and better things. Um, I don't know what else to make of this story besides good for, like, potentially good for him for to going off to start something new after, you know, being a mod and creating a whole, whole genre pretty much. Um, so that's really cool. So good for him. Hopefully whatever's next is, is bigger and better than PUBG. Do you guys, are you guys excited for that potentially could be, or is this just, you know, it's off to his next, next thing. Uh, Christian, I'll ask you what, uh, what you think of this story in general? First of all, I didn't even know Player Unknown was like a, a an alias a person. for a person. Yeah, yeah and, and, <laughs> until this, that's very cool. But like, I mean, that's cool. I, I I like when developers like establish themselves, right? And like they they make something that's very successful, and then they move on to do other projects. Like that's always exciting for me. Um, like no matter like what platform you're doing it for or, or what genre, like that that's just cool. Like I like creators creating, and so if he feels like you know he's 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 done at at uh, the, with the PUBG team, he wants to move on to something else, whether it be another battle royale or, or something new. I think that's mm -hmm. very cool, and like I look forward to whatever they make next. Is PUBG was huge, and like that influenced mm -hmm. Fortnite, which Fortnite mm -hmm. influenced. You know, it, it the 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 branches are endless now. So, yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, obviously, the you know the impact that it had on the industry was enormous. Even if you know PUBG wasn't as as successful as Fortnite, it still had you know a huge you know impact on the current state of events of the industry because of Fortnite basically copying what they were doing. Um, but yeah, I don't know that I'll be that interested just because I I never got into PUBG. It just it felt too janky to me. I've played it a few times and I'm just like, all right, I, I see the appeal, but it's just, I don't know. It's just not like you play apex. It's like super smooth and, and fast pace and all this. And I play PUBG, and I feel like I'm like, you know, grinding chalk on a chalkboard. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's just my take on it. Obviously other people really enjoy it, but <laughs> Uh, it does now make sense why they're renaming the whole PUBG Corp thing uh, Definitely. with them leaving. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what it could be. I hope it's not another Battle Royale. I hope it is something different. Um, but it, it is interesting. We're seeing a lot of new studios pop up this year, and it's, it's, it's exciting to see what could possibly be next. Um, but moving on to our next story, Life is Strange TV adaptation is in the works. I'm reading from IGN Matt Kim. Life is Strange TV adaptation is in the works and is now enlisted Grammy-nominated singer Shawn Mendes to oversee the music 
series, the series uh, <laughs> oversee the music for the series. Why are you guys laughing? What's going on? <laughs> Why is Dan laughing? <laughs> because while we were on the previous one, I just made uh, your first word bigger and bolded because it says oh. Schwan Mendes. Oh. <laughs> so I thought we were talking I mean, about Schwans for a second. Oh my goodness. Uh, so I'm laughing because they, they took uh, our idea from the show and Emmett's idea <laughs> to turn Life and Strange into a, a, a TV and or a movie property. Yes, uh, exactly. That is true. <laughs> I was When I saw this, I was like, Oh, they were doing one all this time when I just I just thought it would be a good idea. But yeah, they they've been doing it all this time and I, I wasn't such a genius after all. <laughs> this is really really cool. Um I don't know how you guys feel about Sean Mendez as a singer or artist in general. I've only really heard his his hit music, uh his hit songs I should say, on the radio ever so often. But I feel like he would like kind of fit the mood for Life is Strange based on what I've heard. Um, but yeah, uh, Daniel, what do you think about uh, Sean Mendes overseeing music? Are you a Sean Stan? Are you and are you excited for the Life is Strange uh, TV adaptation? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that would totally make sense. Like uh, that kind of like I don't know how to like that teenage, you know, not teenage, but like that drama type thing. I feel like that would fit well with the music that he uh, he puts together. So I feel like I don't know. Obviously, I've never played Life is Strange, so I might just be making crazy accusations about it that aren't even, you know, Mm -hmm. accurate. But, uh, well, I've played played the first Life is Strange, but then I kind of, I was like, all right, this isn't Mm -hmm. for me. I gotta Mm -hmm. step away. Um, But yeah, I, I I think it'll be a good fit. But what do I know? I'm not a Life is Strange fan. What do you think, Roro? You're the Life is Strange I want to know Roro's opinion, yeah. Well, I, I just continued reading uh, this. Done that before, you know, actually talking about it. But Same. it's the company behind Why also is doing this, which again could be really good. I didn't like Thirteen Reasons Why that much, but if you're going to do a dark, like high school teen angst sort of thing, I feel like the people behind Thirteen Reasons Why may 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 do a really good job with it. Like, there's definitely some cheesy, corny aspects of life. Is see them a team that did 13 reasons why kind of going over the top with that i see it working um sean mendez i think could do a fine job i would just love the honestly the original soundtrack should just be included because the soundtrack for the first live exchange is so good so i would just love that but yeah i'm, I'm excited for sure definitely excited to see where this goes as, as someone who just last or on our hundredth episode hoped that this would happen so i'm glad to hear that it is actually true so Okay, time for time for my sino yes. thoughts. Okay, so I I also like Ro started uh, reading on uh, the IGN article, and I first of all I didn't even know the show was announced in 2016, like five years ago. That's oh, bonkers wow. to me. Where was this news? I completely missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other is that Legendary is working on it, which is like a pretty cool film company. I like a lot of their big blus- big blockbuster movies, not of lately, but like of past few years. Are like bangers, the Batman movies, your your Nolan movies. Those are all legendary. I mean, you got some stuff like Godzilla in there, Detective Pikachu. Whether or not you like those movies, I think is going to be uh, up to personal taste. But if you have teams like that working on Life is Strange, uh, the property, along with um, the 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 other production company that uh, Anonymous Content that works on Thirteen Reasons Why, I think that team is going to be really good at selling 
Life is Strange for the intended audience, with which might be kind of that um, mid to older teen range. Um, so it has the potential be, potential to be really cool for like their intended audience. I think what's going to come down to me whether or not it's going to hit or not is uh, who's directing and who's writing the episodes. Other than that, like, awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I always get excited for for these things. It We've got a couple of good video game movies uh, recently. Sonic. I feel like Sonic, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait for the second one. Um, but And then sometimes we get Monster Hunters. There's always... <laughs> I'm so excited, but then it's like this this could just crash and burn. But I always get excited, especially for when they start casting people. It's like you get to see like, oh, it looks just like her. Oh, they'll be perfect for this role. So I'm definitely excited to see uh, what what next news story uh, may come out of this. Hopefully we get some faces to go along with the characters. So I'm definitely excited. Speaking of, because I, yes. I realized we didn't put it in there. Did you guys see the Resident Evil screenshots? Yes. Good. Thoughts on those? <laughs> We'll I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a huge Resident <laughs> Evil fan, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, what? I, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> convinced by the screenshots. It looks a little cheesy, but uh, but I will say the the Resident Evil movies prior were very cheesy as well at times, and I still loved them. So I know a lot of people like hate them and like curse them to hell and all that. But I absolutely I love the Resident Evil movies. I don't care what people say. Except for the uh shoot, I forget which one. The second to last one was horrible. Don't watch it. But okay. What did you think, uh Christian, of the screenshots? I mean I saw them and it was the exact same thing that Dan is like, (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Shout Um, shout out Avan Hogia even Hogia from uh Victorious. Sure. (laughs) Great show, great show. <laughs> Moving on to our next little story, Skate has been announced for PC. They did a little teaser trailer on uh, Twitter there with a little dude. Well, not a little dude, a, a dude skateboarding. <laughs> and they teased uh, that'll be PC. Uh, do we know when? Not do like uh, Christian. You added it to this story. Are you a big skate fan? And and do you have any more any more info than than Am this? Am I a big skate fans are you kidding me dude i cannot wait for this freaking game like oh my god skate one i think is honestly i'm gonna say it's probably the best one it's my favorite i love it it's so grounded um yeah dude i can't like any detail uh, about like skate that's coming out i will probably put into our doc because i'm so excited and so if you are a fan of skate on pc which uh as of now there's no way to play it unless you emulate it there we go there that is go. really cool that they're uh, kind of giving that fan base that. That's pretty awesome because I I love the Tony Hawk games from you know back in the day, not the newer ones. Uh, but you know Pro Skater, Pro Skater Two, and all that. It was so good. Perfect. I'm gonna grab something. Perfect. I'll be right back. All right. The punk rock music and uh, perfect soundtrack. Loved it so much. It was it was amazing. So if Skate can capture just a little ounce of that, I'll be all in for it. Oh. I was gonna make us a guess what which Christian's gonna bring us, but never mind. <laughs> skateboard, skateboard, yeah, nice. so it looks cool. <laughs> this is this is for uh, another story for later. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, really? It's not not for skate. It's not for this one. Surprisingly, <laughs> <Okay>. no. <laughs> it's gonna All be right, for right. Hello Kitty. <laughs> All right, Dan, Dan said it. So. Was it really? Oh, yeah. I was just kidding. I was oh, wow. kidding. I, I didn't know it was actual. Wow. Yeah, I got Hello, I got Hello Kitty wheels on my skateboard. Nice. I love it. 
I wore, uh, I have a Naruto X shirt and I wore it to work. Everybody's like, oh, that goes hard. I love that shirt. Like, are you a fan of Naruto or Hello Kitty? I, I always had to ask because sometimes they would say Hello Kitty. It's like, all right, fair enough. Nice. Like, yeah, Hello Kitty, Sario. So cute. Love those characters. Um, but moving on to the next story, they got some new characters coming to Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Uh, the two characters that got announced to the roster are Cat Dog and April O'Neil. April O'Neil fans are still winning after she got announced for the uh, Turtles in Time remake. Um, so awesome! I'm glad that she's here as well in the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Uh, and Cat Dog, great show. Glad to see uh, them also added to the roster. But along with that, there has been a leak of some more potential characters Ooh. and. I'm very excited to announce that Korra and Aang may also be joining, depending. Oh, but we knew those. We knew? Right? Okay, never mind. Aang was already, I think, already on the roster, then Korra was one of the silhouettes on the box art, and everyone okay. was like, that's Korra, obviously. That's Korra. Okay, perfect. I'm glad Aang was, was announced, and I'm, I'm, I hope Korra also joins, because I don't want to say anything, like, any crazy takes here, but I do like well, Korra. <laughs> Should I finish my sentence? No, I oh, okay. say it. <laughs> I say do it, like Korra. Where is where is my lovely art book, oh, The wow. Legend of Korra? I love Korra so much. That's cool. But that uh, awesome. yes, I I will get canceled. I I understand Ang is a G, but Korra, I love her so much. But uh, add... are there any? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, to add to this, uh, so there are three characters left to reveal after this. Um... Obviously, one seems to be like it's going to be Korra. Uh, and then the other is it looks like Ren and Stimpy, according to the subreddit. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Uh, I hope the Crimson Chin is one of those characters as well. Are there any crazy vault that you would like to see come to All-Star Brawl? I told uh, uh, Emmett that I wanted uh, Keenan and Kel to be the ice climbers right. of, of yes. <laughs> Smash Bros. <laughs> or not Smash Bros. of uh, Nick. Uh, yeah, Nick that would yeah. be awesome. <laughs> uh, you, do you have any random ones? Gosh, I don't even know if I could think of any. Uh, <laughs> I guess, have any of the Rocket Power characters been confirmed oh, for this? Be cool. I think that I would be I don't think so. I would love any of them. Yes, yeah, I agree. That would be cool. Uh, and even Tito, yes, Tito would be cool. Uh, and I don't care about Sean's pessimism for this game when we were talking about it. I'm gonna be optimistic, and I think we're all gonna be optimistic about this game. I think <laughs> I hope it's um, good. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I would love both of those uh characters to come as well. Um, I think I said last time I would like uh, the Chalk Zone characters to come, but I saw somebody uh say Jenny from uh, yes from my life as a teenage robot that makes so much sense that would be awesome if she was at it so yeah this is this is really cool i'm i'm, I'm enjoying it every just okay I'm, like, I'm excited i'm intrigued add some more characters that i like and i i might buy the game yeah definitely i think there's a little bit too much uh double dipping in the series like there's um three or four spongebob characters oh, yeah um Reptar is a character, which is just strange. Uh, Helga is another weird one, um, and then uh, Nigel Thornberry is another strange one. Like, oh, come on! Like, Jenny would have been awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, and we and we just gave up gave you guys a bunch of ideas that you could have used instead of all the SpongeBob ones. So you, you know at, what? At the very least. You know what? Nintendo brought every single Smash Brothers character in the history of Smash Brothers to Smash Brothers Ultimate. The least they could do is bring every single Nickelodeon character to this game. At least they can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to our next story, a little tidbit here. Death Stranding may be getting a sequel. Uh, Who's the source, you may ask? Norman Reedus. None other than Norman I think, uh, this is a quote from him, I think we're doing a second Death Stranding. The game is in, neg- in negotiations now. So, yay? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know, uh, Christian, you're a big Death Stranding fan. Is that correct? I'm Am guess. I a big okay. Death Stranding fan? I'm only <laughs> making a 40-minute <laughs> video essay on it. <laughs> and, uh, Daniel, did you ever jump in? Or you jumped into it, but did you finish it? I did not jump into yeah. it. I, mean, I did not jump into it. No, I, I just don't. I never thought it would be something that I'd be interested in. Uh, some of the newer stuff that they've been adding, though, I feel like would interest me, like the stealth stuff and like the act, more actiony stuff. Yeah. Uh, the whole like delivery aspect, I was just like, uh, I don't know if that would be up my alley. That's the best part of the game. <laughs> delivery. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, I, I jumped in. I haven't. Been- with what i played so far um but yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask daniel uh if the if the director's cut was something that interests you if it if you picked your interest at all to to jump back in because i think that's an interesting question goes to tishima trying it as well if these director's cuts are actually working for people who may have missed it or weren't super interested in it the first time around so you're saying that possibly maybe with the new stuff that they added maybe yeah possibly i <laughs> Yes, yes, I would possibly <laughs> be interested. There, are, <laughs> the one question I have about this is: is it's interesting, right? Because uh, was it just a couple months ago, maybe, or a month ago, that we were talking about it was all but a done deal that Kojima was working on a, a Xbox pro- or was going to be working yeah, with Xbox right. exclusively? Yeah. So, like, does that mean Death Stranding Two would be an Xbox game, or does that mean something else Whoa. in in conjunction with Death Stranding Two? I'm glad you asked yes. because <laughs> voice actors announcing stuff is never like a a. Telltale sign of goofy, yeah, that's exactly what it's about. (laughs) So, I I put this in there because I wanted to ask Do you actually believe Norman Reedus, uh, like, is right that a a second Death Stranding is coming and it's not some sort of DLC, it's not like director's cut stuff, it's an actual sequel? What do you guys think? I think he's right, (laughs) I hope he's right. Um, I don't know, like, I feel like we've so far out from the the game, the original game, plus the 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 DLC, the director's cut is coming out now. I don't know if do you think they're working on DLC for the first Death Stranding still? I feel like if they're working on Death Stranding stuff, it's probably for what's next. I hope, mm. but but then again, Goofy from Kingdom Hearts Three, <laughs> who knows? Honestly, yeah, um, but I, I'm not sure if the. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I, I I guess Norman Reedus wouldn't just say this out of nowhere, right? Like he would have had to have like had someone like mention to him, "Hey, there's a possibility of this happening." Like I feel mm-hmm. like that would have happened, but I don't know. If Should anyone knows how to do, yeah, yeah, no, because <laughs> that that game ends and it's like a very like definitive kind of like ending. But if any like all the Metal Gear Solid games end that way anyway, so if anyone knows how to do a weird sequel 
that's like based on the original game, but not like an actual sequel sequel. I don't know. If anyone knows how to do it, it's Kojima. So I I am very curious to learn more, but I don't think we're gonna see that anytime soon. Yeah. Then again, Death Stranding was made pretty quickly. It was announced fast, but it was also made pretty fast with the Decima engine, so who knows? Yeah. All right. I when you mentioned that Kojima was rumored to do uh, an Xbox and how place how Death Stranding is PlayStation exclusive, potentially Death Stranding 2 being an Xbox. Everyone very upset who played it, at least the PlayStation fanboy. But I feel like that's such a metaphor and then connecting the 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 United States of America. It'd be interesting to connect the gamers in this way, like get the sequel, but I feel like that would be such a now I can't play it at all, but I would be interested to see if Kojima would do something that crazy. Um, but if anybody would, it would be him. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the PXN news. Oh wait, no, it's not. Got one more story oh, here. <laughs> you're about to get. You're about to get shot down by Christian. <laughs> one more story here. Uh, we got another Super Monkey Ball character. They are introducing Sario's own Hello Kitty, and she looks absolutely adorable she looks so cute running around collecting apples and flying all over the place uh christian as our super monkey ball expert are you excited for hello kitty to join the roster yes but like why it's five dollars i have no clue like why why isn't this part of the game also why why a sanrio character in general i have no clue but like as soon as i saw the screenshots and then i got tagged by jackson i was like you know what i'm in maybe i will throw the extra bucks that way because like I grew up with Sanrio, Sanrio characters. Like I used to babysit my cousin, and she was like super into it. We'd go to the Hello Kitty, sto- the Sanrio store at the mall and stuff. So, like I have like a weird sort of attachment to them. I mean, you saw you saw the wheels yeah. on, on my deck. <laughs> so, I mean, it's 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 just dope. So yeah, sure, sure, I'll play. I Hello love Kitty. it. <laughs> I feel like we've been getting uh, a new character every so far. Like we got we got. Uh... What was the first? We got Tails and Sonic, or was it Sonic? Just Sonic, I don't remember. And then we got uh, Kazuma. From yeah, is it Kazuma. Yeah, I forget his name already. <laughs> uh, but the Yakuza guy, the, the it's 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 not it's very hard to tell now. I thought it was just Sega characters, but who knows now? So it is exciting to see what they may announce next. You may it may surprise Ma- you. Answer may Master surprise. Chief. Master Dan? Chief. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's possible. Did they say how many more characters they have left to reveal? Yeah. I don't think. I, did they even announce that they were doing this in the first? I, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah. So, who's to say how many more they have left? They could stop with Hello Kitty. They could have a bunch more left. I don't know. They could have all the Nickelodeon roster. <laughs> that's true if, they, if they're gonna keep doing this they better put online capabilities in the game yes definitely yeah. yeah i was i was so excited when i saw this the mini games and then so disappointed when you mentioned that it was local i was like what no they're, they're still good if, if you yeah. want to you want to try them but yeah otherwise i, I can't advise you to, to do it well yeah. you know christian there's always hope because they could release the game and then and five then years later <laughs> come back to it and release features it? and fix things that, that might have been party? fixed at launch <laughs> aka the master chief collection Oh, oh I, thought it was, I thought it was a Nintendo dig. Yeah, well, I true. thought it was Mario Party you're going with this, but yeah, that works too. Yeah. <laughs> I should have known. It, I mean, it was Daniel. Yes. 
What of was course. I thinking? Of course. Uh, but moving on to the games that we're playing, Daniel, what have you been playing as of late? I've been a little busy this week. I had my church's festival this past weekend that I was helping out at. I was doing a putt-putt booth for the kids, so that was fun. But awesome. Master Chief Collection, I do want to say, the next season of Master Chief Collection starts very soon they haven't announced what date yet but the new armor for halo 3 and halo reach looks insane like it's like freaking uh crap what do you call that like vike not viking uh it looks like assassin's creed like the what do you call that armor that it has like that um mohawk looking uh thing crap what mm. is it shoot Uh, i'm upset too because there's a character in Destiny. This helmet like that. Oh man. Yeah, it's escaping me. Uh, I'm, Romans? I'm like a... <laughs> Is it the Romans? I think so. Okay. Spart- I would say Spartan. Or yeah. Something. yeah, I don't know. Spartan, yeah, I guess, yeah. But it, it looks really cool. And uh, they have some like mystical armor as well that they're kind of testing. I feel like they're testing the waters for Halo Infinite's armor. So they have like this really cool like death uh, skull looking helmet that they're adding for Halo 3 and Halo Reach. So good. It looks so good. Are they adding anything to Halo 4 multiplayer? No. <laughs> and there's a very good reason for that. They, I guess I won't be playing. That is actually, that is a good point though, Christian. They've been adding, like, they added a lot of stuff to Halo 3 and Halo Reach because those are the two most played games on Master Chief Collection. But the other games really have gotten, you know, pushed aside essentially like they've gotten some content but halo 3 and halo reach have gotten 90 percent of the new content for mcc i mean that's what everyone plays on mcc anyway so it makes sense yeah so that's all i got christian what have you been up to sir yeah i'm still been playing a lot of mario golf with my my buddies um one of them had uh, his his wife had, was like out of town, so we like were hooking up every night playing the, uh, more Mario Golf. We tried New Donk City. Uh, I think I mentioned that last week. I don't remember if I did or not. And then we also tried the motion controls on Mario Golf, and it was just it was terrible. I still managed to come uh, out under par for our eighteen holes, but it was rough. Otherwise, like what a game! Every, everything inside the campaign sucks. Everything that's like a multiplayer, what a blast! <laughs> Uh, and I, then I've been, I still need to get get that game. It it's fun. The multiplayer <laughs> rocks. Just standard golf <laughs> rocks. So I, if you're into that, I check it out. Um, and then I, I tried out uh, Psychonauts two um, earlier last week, and uh, I regret to inform that I do not like it. Oh, oh no! Although okay. I wish, I wish <laughs> I did. Yeah. Are you a fan uh, of the first one? Yeah, I, I, I never finished the first one. I even tried it again on Game Pass, and I was like, this feels too dated for me to, like, go mm-hmm. back and actually finish, even though I think, like, Double Fine's cool. Like, I love the art style, love the humor, love the writing, right? Um, and then I played Psychonauts 2, and it was, like, essentially still the same, where I felt like uh, the combat and all the platforming was still stuck from, like, two generations ago. Um, and then one of the biggest issues I have is that uh, every time you enter a new area, which happens a lot in this game... Um, you're constantly stopped by by dialogue that doesn't happen like actually in game so it's taking player away from controller um and it it continues even during uh boss battles like i fought my first boss at the end of like the actual first level i'd consider it um and then you would you do it in phases and between phases like it's the game is stopping you and you're having conversations with um 
uh, other other NPCs, and it's like, why are we doing this in the in the middle of a boss battle? And and it seems like from what I've heard that that issue doesn't go away. Like that, it's that pace. Uh, the rest of the game, where you en- every time you enter a new door, or hallway, or whatever, you're it's ripped away from more scripted scenes, and it's like, I just want to play the game, but yeah. we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll I'll keep at it. Jay in the chat says golf is awesome, guys. Golf is thank awesome. you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I continue, it's like, do I? Do I strongly feel that way? But yeah, golf is great. I like mini putt, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, I think you guys can guess what I have been playing. Destiny 2, as per usual, <laughs> the new season has started. And crossplay has also been integrated with the new season. So anybody out there, I could play with you no matter what. Wherever you're playing, I can play with you too. Um, so yeah, that's super excited. I potentially get to play with more of my buddies. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying the new season so far. Uh, oh yeah, yes, Daniel. No, no, I was just saying, oh, like... Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, I would love to play with all of you. Um, but yeah, uh, also, Daniel, you gifted me a lovely emblem because you had an extra one today, but I, I know what the emblem is for, so what did you, why did you get off with a bungee sword, friend? I got lots of stuff off the bungee oh, yeah? sword last week. My wallet oh. broke. <laughs> it was a lot of cool stuff. Was it yeah. was it Destiny related or, uh, or 30th Xbox, anniversary stuff? It was mainly the 20th an- or 30th anniversary okay. stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So awesome. I have a, a question yes, for you, Ro. Okay. <laughs> I know I know Lake dropped today, but you've also been playing Road 96 and I haven't started either. So I wanted to okay. ask you if you think I should start with Lake tonight or if I should um, go for Road 96 and catch up on some some sweet indies. That's a good question, sir. <laughs> um, I haven't picked up Lake yet, so I would say go for Lake. Just because as I'm continuing to play Road 96, I'm not sure if I would be so ready to recommend it as, as much as, I, as what I've seen of Lake. Lake seems like such a chill time and... A good story and stuff like that. So I would say go for go for Lake. I'm I'm definitely going to check that out too. Um, but I think you could wait on Road 96. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. No problem. Um, but yeah, that's the games that we are playing. I I hope next week I'll be able to tell you about Lake. I'm I'm actually on Xbox Game Pass, and there's a game that just called Craftopia, um, and most of their description is just saying how this is a a game under development, but it's an MMO action adventure and i'm watching the trailer and at one point in the trailer there's just a giraffe and the character throws like a diamond shaped pokeball at it and captures the giraffe and that intrigued me very much and they're riding around on hoverboards everything is crazy and i definitely will definitely tell you guys about that next time because i'm definitely downloading this tonight <laughs> to see what the heck this is all about so is, does it look yes. like dokavi it it's definitely as crazy as Doka V, yes, but it looks more like Breath of the Wild. Literally, it's not even hiding it. It's it's Breath of the Wild paragliders. Um, yeah, Craftopia. Excited for that. All right, moving in to the topic of the show: previews, previews, previews. And we're going to start off with something that I'm sure both of you are very excited for: the Dead Space. Uh, dev live stream that we uh, saw last week. Were either of you able to catch it live? I did not. I'm definitely looking at the previews because, as you know, very mm. scared. Yeah. But were either of you able to catch it? Uh, catch it live? I watched it after. I didn't catch it live, <laughs> yeah. but 
my but goodness. You, you watch it, yeah. 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 <laughs> it looks good. Looks, looks good, right? So good. Yes. Like just the like oh the environments. It's it's insane to me. Like you look at something like this and you're like, man, that's what I played, you know, ten years ago or what however long it's been now, I guess thirteen years ago. Uh, but you're like, man, that looks like the game I played. And then you look at the actual game from then and you're like, oh, wait a minute. That's the <laughs> new one. But no, yeah. you, you thought that <laughs> I did initially when I was seeing side by side screenshots, I was like, God damn, the original Dead Space still holds up so well. Yes, it does. Yes, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. It holds up completely. But I was like, it's just crazy to me that like seeing like the. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Seeing the, the new one, I was like, okay, that's my memory. And then you look back at the other one and you're like, oh, wait, that that's not my memory. But yeah. you're right. It does hold up pretty well, I think. But the new one looks great, too. Yes. The, the yeah. light, I think the lighting is the biggest thing because like game development has evolved so much since 2008 that the lighting is just insane now, especially with ray tracing and you know you have light bouncing off of metals and obviously dead space is t taking place in a space station so there's a lot of metal for light to bounce off of and like do super interesting things with that like swinging lights i remember like swinging lights so like oh. just imagining that in this new engine like bouncing off the walls oh and then the necromorphs coming down from the ceiling and tearing your head off <sighs> One of my favorite things is uh, in games is the way um, devs will light dark scenes. I remember in the original Last of Us, I <laughs> I spent a good like ten minutes the first time you go down into the subway hmm. um, and you turn on your flashlight and you get up to like part of the subway where the wall is orange, it's like an orange tiled wall, and the like bounce lighting of the flashlight would um, reflect orange across the room. It would make the instead of the the white glow, it'd be an orange glow, and I was like. God damn, games are so cool like the way like uh lighting is is progressing. So, I'm hoping like when I play the new Dead Space to not that I'm looking for the same <laughs> exact experience of like wow, look at the way this lighting is reflecting in this room. But I, I mean, I am. Like the like the, the 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 fog mechanics, the the light bouncing on like the shiny floor, just the the ambiance I think of Dead Space is going to be mm -hmm. so awesome. I can't wait to play it again. Hopefully the sound design is really good too, because that oh, that is so important in in a game like that. Oh. As as somebody who's who's on the outside looking in, the 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 technology is definitely impressive. And just looking through the the screenshots and what they showed off is like, as you're saying, the lighting on the is incredible. Uh, the interesting stuff that they're doing with the the combat, like uh, yes. I'm reading from the Bellion on on Twitter here. Uh, first look at the new dismemberment system in Dead Space. The body damage system is completely new. You can remove flesh from the bone of your enemies. And I love stuff like that, where it's not like in your face, a, a huge health bar. Like, I love it in certain... But when you can just like look at the person that you're shooting and it's more visual than just like a big yellow bar, I think that's really great for immersion, especially for a horror game like this. Where you could just see like, oh, the bones are ripping off. I almost got it. And then that's really cool, and obviously a testament to how far technology has come. And the zero gravity room, which is something that doesn't—I don't know what that means—but that sounds awesome. I'm looking at the screenshots here. Apparently, there's a there's a moment in the it's zero G's, and apparently they overhauled that 
uh, mechanic f to allow for more 360 degree freedom. Uh, thrusters like in uh, Dead Space 2 are going to be there and new paths and environments with new challenges. So they're also adding a couple of new uh, ways to, I guess, navigate that room too. So definitely some cool stuff for fans. And the original voice actor of Isaac yeah. is back. Yes. And that's really cool too. And he didn't speak in the first game at all. So like this is going to be really cool to see like what dialogue they they put into the game to kind of enhance the story. That space is so cool, Dan. Are you excited? <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. Yeah. And I love I, I that Gunner Wright's it. coming back. Like he's amazing mm. as Isaac. Yeah, I There's I, a I agree. There's a cool video essay, I think I talked about this, by Jacob Geller, where he talks about Dead Sp mostly Dead Space 2, but he brings up some Dead Space 1 stuff. And it's a cool, like, a, like the first few minutes is just, like, a look at the character of Isaac, because he's just not, like, an action hero. He's just an engineer. He's this, like, bulky dude who got thrown into this mess, and he's got to figure out a way out. He's using repurposed engineer tools to, to like, fight his way out. And, like, I love it. I'm so glad it's back. Yeah, that's and what you're saying, Roro, about the uh, new dismemberment system and like peeling away like the muscle and tissue <laughs> from the oh, that sounds so cool. Sounds so cool. It oh, does. Man. Moving on to our next preview, Elden Ring got a 15 minute behind closed door uh, preview for a lot of game industry folks, and they shared their thoughts with the rest of us. Um, I've got a little bit of tidbits here, but Christian, was this the game that you said that you have a, a little bit? Yeah, it's the same stuff from yeah. Nibelian, so if you're going to okay. read his stuff, then go ahead, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to read the little tidbits that he's got here. Um, mm -hmm. He says, new Ed Elden Ring details. Uh, we've got some fast travel from anywhere, so that's always awesome in an open-world game. Uh, many optional encounters, uh, multiple paths and endings, plenty of lore. Uh, archers and magicians can fight from, from horseback, too, so some different variety in the enemies. So good for an open world game. Uh, legacy dungeons that are separate from the overworld, um, as well as stealth mechanics that are similar to Sekiro. So any Sekiro fans out there, that might be a plus. Uh, new mechanic, guard counter, strike after a normal block, but that strike can be countered as well. Uh, enemies have a stand slash balance that can be broken. Hub with NPCs confirmed and a moonlight great, great sword not confirmed yet, question mark. I don't know what that means. But there's always, there's always some kind of great sword like this in all the, the Souls games. So Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I, I read a little bit of a uh, thing, and he talked about a huge open field and how exciting that was to just be able to go in any direction and seeing some possible uh, bosses to take down and just the freedom of that open field uh, being in a game like this. So. It it definitely is interesting. I've never been a huge Soulsborne guy. I got I tried Neo. I think Neo is the game that <laughs> Neo is the game that I've uh, I really enjoyed, um, but never finished. But uh, I, I I do always want to give them a shot. Um, Elden Ring might be that that one. Um, but yeah, what did what did you guys think about uh, the previews that we saw for Elden Ring? So I'm I'm not a huge Soulsborne guy either, Ro. So uh, obviously I'm excited <laughs> for the I'm excited for the fans of this this style. Uh, I have one of my buddies that I went to college with. He's a huge uh, Soulsborne fan, so he's been very excited about this as well as you, Christian. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's cool. Now my question is: It says fast travel from anywhere. Does that mean, like, what if you're in the middle of, like, a boss battle? Can you just fast travel out of the boss battle? 
I wonder. You probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't be able to. Okay. It'd probably be like other Souls games where you you go behind like some kind of curtain of fog. Gotcha. Like once you actually mm-hmm. enter the area, you can't exit that encounter until later. But who knows? Mm-hmm. That'd who be knows? crazy. Yeah, you're like almost dead, and you pause <laughs> quick, <laughs> fast travel. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, um, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Christian. Sorry. What was I gonna say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually wasn't super hype about this game for a while. If, I, if, if, if I'm being honest, like after I saw the trailer, I was like, "Cool." It seems to be leaning more into like the Dark Souls stuff um, than anything. And you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get flack for this, but I, of the Souls board games, I'm actually not huge on the Dark Souls games. I should give them another chance. I'm like that's fine. It's been a long time since I played them. Like sure, like that. There's my bias there. But um, until I read this, I was like, you know what? I'm in because it seems like the movement and the fighting is closer to that of Sekiro, which is a bit, some of the, that sort of like faster gameplay, um, I guess like movement, there's the stealth, there's the uh, introduction of the stance and balance, which seems to be kind of like the posture stuff from Sekiro. So that part really intrigues me. And then with like the lore and uh, mystique and intrigue of like a Dark Souls meets the, you know, um, who's the guy that wrote the books? Uh, Martin? George R. R. Martin. Yeah, uh, mix, <laughs> mixed with mixed with his storytelling, I think could make for a really cool game. And the fact that this game comes out very soon, I think it's January. Yeah. Like, absolutely, I'm ready to go again. I mean, we also Dan saw me fight that monkey in Sekiro. How insane <laughs> I got after that! So, oh man, it, and the screenshots do look really cool. The the the, the images that they were able to share. Uh, definitely set a mood for sure and yeah definitely excited for those fans out there and again this could be the one that i like the one that i dive in and maybe i become a soulsborne fan from here on out but uh right now i'm just like yeah good very excited just for for those who are excited think of it as a soulsborne breath of the wild and <laughs> maybe that'll sell you maybe maybe it, it definitely yeah i like that i like the sound of that <laughs> um but moving on to story uh, Marvel Midnight Suns got a little bit of a gameplay uh, trailer, as they promised after they gave us this uh, the trailer from uh, Opening Night Live uh, that a lot of people liked. And then the gameplay came out, and a lot of people did not like it for some reason. They were not expecting that. <laughs> uh, at least based on the videos that that I saw with the likes and the comments and all that stuff, they they were kind of caught off guard by what they saw. Uh, as someone who enjoyed XCOM 2, I'm I'm definitely interested. Uh, to see even more. I, I thought the gameplay looked fine. Uh, the card system thing, I don't know how I feel about that just yet. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like the randomness of XCOM 2 with the percentages and all that kind of stuff, so maybe the cards give a little bit more uh, structure and, uh, you know, <laughs> more assurance that you're going to land your hits. And um, but I'm reading from Nebellion again. Uh, Card-based system, team roster, three heroes, uh, plus environment impacts gameplay. Uh, cars can be upgraded, social system that impacts tag team abilities between heroes. So uh, the social system I thought was really cool too, kind of akin to the Bioware games where you can kind of um, communicate with uh, the different superheroes on your team and form a bond with them. And the stronger the bond, the stronger the cards. So you get uh, a bonus for uh, forming a bond with Tony Stark or Magic or, or whoever else in the team. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I just want to go on a little rant here, as I as I did last week with this, where we we I think they should just be accompanied with gameplay, or 
or for uh, a, a or for series that have been established, like what you were saying last week, Dan, your Halo thing, I, I am totally fine with that. That is that totally makes sense. That trailer was so hyped. I can only imagine the the Halo uh, uh, trailer and stuff like that is totally fine. I, it's a, it's a game that we know we know what it's like. But then you have stuff like Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns, where I don't think the general audience knew who the knew that this was going to be a strategy game they see marvel and they're like oh this is going to be a cool action game i, I can't wait for that and it's not to the fault of the developers i guess but i just feel like the general audience doesn't know mm-hmm. that stuff so it's it it only hurts them <laughs> by the time they're showing the game game off so i yeah. don't know that's just how i feel about the cgi trailers right about now um but yeah back to the actual midnight sun stuff what did you guys think about what or did you were you turned off by it, or is it something that you're uh, Christian? Uh, I'm I'm of two minds because I think uh, an Ultimate Alliance style gameplay would be a lot of fun, especially considering like it's like a team game and the story seems intriguing. So uh, I can see why people are upset and like bummed that it was like some kind of strategy game. But honest, honestly, I think the card system kind of intrigues me. Like the the, the idea of a, a strategy behind combat is always kind of interesting to me and it's always kind of like that that weird like loop gameplay loop where it's like i feel smart by you know picking the right cards mm-hmm. the sequence of cards right and, and picking um like overcoming uh not through like brute force but like by by thinking essentially um that said i'm not huge i'm not a huge XCOM guy but I, I i would consider probably trying this out or watching someone stream it i'm leaning more towards trying this out though mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Christian, I actually agree with you. Like before this, I was like, I don't know that I was actually that on board because uh, uh, I'm not a huge XCOM guy. But actually, after this, I think I'm more interested after seeing the gameplay because, like, I like kind of the card aspect of it. Uh, as someone who played a lot of Hearthstone when I was in college, you know, like going between classes and you know, waiting for my next class to start. I would play a ton of Hearthstone. I loved that game. Um, so actually, the card system was pretty exciting for me. And they did they did say that, um, I believe they said that there's no microtransactions for cards or anything. So it's not like, you know, it's not a predatory system or anything like that. So honestly, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that it's a huge deal. And um yeah, and it actually got me more excited to kind of check this out. So, and High five, Dan. Yeah, if anyone can't tell uh, on the YouTube stream, my camera decided to stop working, so I just turned it off. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, high five, Christian. I, even though the viewers at home can't see. <laughs> but yeah, as as you said, the microtransactions accents are just for cosmetic uh, stuff, not for the cards. So it's not play to win or anything like that. Um, and that is absolutely how you get my money in a Marvel game. Marvel Avengers is just like getting a cool costume. I'm gonna gonna throw some money at you. So definitely, they're still gonna get the money that they that they uh, that they want. So yeah, uh, I'm glad that you guys are interested. I'm definitely interested as well. Um, I just still come down to the fact that just show off the game when you're ready <laughs> to just sure. save the disappointment for. Uh, it sets it just sets people up for for disappointment when the gameplay is, is is out so yeah honestly but, for me at the, at the end of the day if the narrative is good and if the gameplay works as it's intended as it's intended to and it's fun i think that makes for a solid game absolutely yes agreed 
All right. That brings us to the end of the show. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to add or before we close it out? No, I don't think so. Hydrate, get the vaccine. Hydrate, get the vaccine. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I echoed those statements, literally. Um, but thank you. Thank you, everyone, for watching both on YouTube and just YouTube. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but thank you. You may have been listening on podcast services around the world, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Daniel. Much love. <laughs> Later will be greater. Much Keep love. Keep on rolling. <laughs>